Yo, what's up y'all, it's your boy Jack, and if I'm starting this episode with an episode intro, you know that can only mean one thing, yeah, audio issues, <laughs> a common reoccurring theme on Underemployed. So when we recorded this, I accidentally set my mic to record one-way audio and not north-south audio because the buttons basically look the same on my mic, and unfortunately the result is David sounds muffled off mic a little bit and the stereo mixing's a little weird, it's not consistently the same left and right, so I apologize, but it's not that bad, and you know what, it's our holiday show and our awards show. We're not sweating it, y'all shouldn't sweat it, so enjoy this hot fire we're dropping in your stocking, and enjoy this show. Let's get it rolling. Welcome to the first annual Undie Awards, an award show so raw, it tested positive for salmonella. Please welcome your hosts, Jack Selby and David Hart. Thank you, thank you. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the first ever annual Undies Award, David. Biggest night of our year. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. 100% the biggest night of the year. Yes. Uh, yeah, don't question it. Uh, first of all... Don't look into it, don't ask... We want to wish all of our listeners a Merry Christmas, a Happy Holidays, as we are all inclusive. We hope you all are enjoying it as much as we are. Sure. We'll go with yes. that. David uh, as famously loves the holidays and loves the holiday spirit. Sure. We'll go with that. Yeah. David's in a good mood. He's agreeing with me every bit so far. But we sure. Also... We'll go with that. <laughs> but you know what? We wanted to end this year on a special note. We wanted to end this year on a note where we look back, we reflect, we genuflect retrospect flashback time lapse montage rewind rewind rebirth all right we're not talking about phoenixes here okay there we go showtime headline big time sunshine talk now bust mine but we wanted to look back on what made 2018 First of all, what made 2018 special for us is we started this podcast. So there and above and beyond, it was a special year. You're welcome. Yes. Uh, again, tell your friends we to listen do to the show. For you, yes. The people. We are mans of the people. Not good grammar, but good intent. But mans is hot. My guy, he's but a frisbee. We wanted to do this too, where we wanted to do it from the spirit of an award show. We hand out these valued undies to those who deserve it. Gold-plated. Gold-plated undies at the tremendous expense of David and myself for two people who are underemployed. Great cost of our personal finance, but you know what? We think it's worth it. And by gold-plated, I mean I spray-painted them gold. That doesn't matter how we did it. We still did it. And what we wanted to do is go into this year and reflect, and we wanted to give out awards in categories that we felt were important and to people in moments we felt were important. And David, why don't you start us off? We have our first award of Man of the Year. All right. So for Man of the Year, uh, I thought about this for, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to claim long and hard. I thought about it for maybe 10 minutes total. But 10 minutes um, is a lot. 10 minutes is short. In the grand scheme of things, it's infinitesimal. But yeah, we'll yes. allow that. Um, Big word. And I considered people who had the greatest impact on not only my life, but sort of the world at large 
uh, around the internet, uh, in particular because Jack and I are both extremely online. Um, <laughs> so my nominees included uh, Drill on Twitter because the man is just undefeated. And for those of you who, if you're just struggling to picture it, David, what's Drill's profile picture? Drill's profile picture is a very fuzzy Jack Nicholas. Yes. S- uh, smoking something. Eh, probably a cigarette. And yes. Maybe, maybe a little something else in there. Um, but Drill is a icon on Twitter. He is the godfather of weird Twitter. Drill is so respected within, and I, I, I don't hesitate to say respected, but yes. Drill is so respected within the internet that he got doxxed earlier this year and all of his personal information was made public and nothing changed. You have to understand, in the age of the internet, if anyone can find out any information on their next door neighbor, they will lap it up like a like a like, like a starving fish. Yeah, no, the person who person who doxxed Drill got roundly like banned from I think three or four different websites yeah. and like just deactivated their accounts because of all the shit that they were receiving. And I, I will say Twitter is a it can be a cesspool. Twitter is a cesspool. It, it is. A, thank, okay, th- I'm glad you agree because you use it a lot more than I do. I barely use it. Twitter, Twitter is, is a, a Twitter's an absolute cesspool. But we can but all gather around weird Twitter. It's a universal bringing about of weird Twitter. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily political Twitter, not sports Twitter, not anything. Weird Twitter will make everyone smile. It does. Uh, the other nominee, the, the next nominee include, well, was, pu- is Pusha T. Yeah. Pusha T because... He made everyone aware of the fact that Drake had a child. Now, alternatively, Drake could have been nominated for becoming father of the year, one might argue. Yeah, had Drake, had had this song not been released? Listen, it's not about the journey, it's about the destination. I'm just gonna say, Pusha, uh, Pusha has, with, with, with one beef, yes. has put himself in the pantheon of all-time great yeah. beef rappers. Now, we will say, we... We talked about this way back. We talked. We've been on Pusha for a long time. I mean, we've, we've, we've been, been we've been Pusha fans since their first album. Yes. So two thousand two. Yeah. And which is their best album, by the way. I that that might be a Debatable. hot take. That might be a, that's a hot take. But I'm gonna say Lord Will is their best album. That's a, that's a Fuego take. Another. You know what my Fuego, Fuego take is on the clips? Hell Hath is their worst album. That's that's such an inside hip hop reference. I'm sorry to anyone listening. All right, too much inside baseball. Moving it, on. Anyway. Next nominee, Kanye West. Yes. Now remember. Man of the year doesn't mean necessarily best man of the year. It just means who made the most impact. I'm standing up and I'm telling you, I am Warhol. And yeah, Kanye, good, bad, indifferent. Kanye was present in every facet of life this year. He was involved in numerous beefs. He released an album. He went both on and off the rails at least seven different times. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And finally... uh, Gritty. Now, David, please describe to our wonderful listening audience who Gritty is. Gritty is the new mascot for the Philadelphia Flyers of the NHL. Uh, A team that had previously not had a mascot. Kind of amazing if you think about it. Not many teams in many sports lack a mascot. Um, But Gritty is both what dreams and nightmares are made of. (laughs) To, you know, bring it all the way back to Philly. Shout out to Meek Mill. Shout out to Meek. That was very And I'm just going to cut to the chase. Gritty is the man of the year. Gritty is. Congratulations to Gritty. We don't. We're not 100% sure you are a man, per se. But, I'm just but, say gritty is gritty is. Gritty we assume is the, gritty. We assume gritty's male. We're sure. We're gonna we're gonna allow that gritty is the man of the year. Uh, simply because gritty took the internet by storm. I don't think 
anyone expected Gritty to catch on as, as, as quickly or as intensely as he did to the point that within like three months, uh, what is it, City of Philadelphia government announced that Gritty was Antifa? Like, Gritty has been... Gritty, Gritty, is, Gritty has, has spawned memes. Gritty has been the most popular and most requested uh, sort of joke interview of the year. Like, Gritty has been on a dozen TV shows, has done TV spots, has gone viral several times over. Gritty is undeniably the man of the year. I, I, I agree with you. I mean, even if I didn't, it doesn't matter. It's your category. That's uh, fair. But Gritty is... Congratulations to Gritty, our man of the year. Now... Our googly-eyed, nightmare-fueled man of the year. He he deserved every second of it, though. He deserved all of it. So, along those lines, because we are an inclusive podcast, as we've said many times, despite so many criticisms against us, me specifically, uh, we will now do Woman of the Year. Hey, 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 ladies! Now, there are also many potential nominees. There is uh, Ariana Grande. She had some bangers. She did. She did. Like, no bullshit. The Thank You yeah. Next video is a lot of fun. I haven't seen that, actually. What is it? It is, it is a bubblegum pop, 90s nostalgia-filled ride that well, I am 100% here I know for. what I'm watching for after after this podcast is done recording. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the youngest woman ever nominated to Congress. Uh, elected. Elected. Uh, congratulations to her. And Senate. Oh, was it? Okay, yeah. Uh, 29 years old, which is three years away from me, which makes me feel like a useless piece of shit. a year older than me. (laughs) But you at least have a full-time job. And very deserving, not a winner, unfortunately. Uh, Miriam and Quinn, easily nominees for Women of the Year. They voluntarily did our podcast. Yeah, they showed up and hung out with us. That was such an unbelievable show of fortitude and just respect that they did it. As Miriam shakes her head. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But they are not going to win. The winner of Woman of the Year, and it's obvious if you think about it, is Sister Jean. Chaplain of the Loyola Chicago basketball team, longtime nun, now 99 years old, still running the game, still running things, single-handedly, through her prayers and hope, led that team to the Final Four last year. If you can think of another 98-year-old at the time woman, who did something as powerful as lead a basketball team to a Final Four appearance after they hadn't been in the tournament in over 30 years. I would love to hear it. Anyone? Hmm? Hmm? That's right, you can. I'd also like to interject and uh, correct myself. Ocasio-Cortez is indeed a congresswoman. Jack was right the first time. Okay, but it's, but that's, you know what? It's it's okay. The spirit was, was Water right. Water under the bridge. And what we want to do is thank Sister Jean for uh, keeping the spirit of hope and faith alive. Uh... And being the one religious leader who's not problematic was, in this day and age. I was age. gonna say, even even the Pope is teetering at times. Yeah. And he's the only and he's the best one we've had I know, I know. And he and he's the best one we've had in a long time. Yeah, uh, he's the only one who's not a completely yeah, repugnant shit. Exactly. And even Catholics will agree. Um but you know what? He didn't win Man of the Year. Sister Jean, Woman of the Year, congratulations. Uh Sister Jean's not here to accept the award, but she's here in spirit. She's here in Holy Spirit. Thank you, David. <laughs> All right. So after that, our next award, David. Uh, album of the year. Mm-hmm. And a lot of nominees. Some good ones. Oxnard from Anderson Pack. Daytona. Yeah. Um, I guess you could say yay simply because it's a Kanye album, and a Kanye album is always going to draw discussion. Yeah. I would say Kamikaze. You wouldn't put it on there. That's just my, if I were doing it. Yeah, no, I did not. Kamikaze wore thin to me very quickly. Um, you I like the Kids See Ghost album? The Kids See Ghost album was good. 
Um, you'll notice that this is a hip hop heavy. But I mean, <laughs> spoiler alert: Dave and I primarily listen to mostly hip hop. Yeah, shocking. Yes, We've listened to you know more than one episode. <laughs> this this comes as really no surprise. Yes, um, I'm gonna be quite honest. My album of the year is Vacation in Hell from Flatbush Zombies. We've referenced it on the show. Front to front to back, that is an album that dominates my Spotify 2018 list, and with good reason. Um, Eric uh, Eric the Arc Architect Elliot. Killed it with the production. Michi Darko and Zombie Juice delivered some really phenomenal uh, wordplay, and the chemistry between them has never been stronger. And also the personalities of who they are really was able to show through with this record. Uh, and it's just got some fucking bangers. I'm going to go... I have still not listened to it. It's been on my two playlists this year, but I will listen to it, and I will... I mean, it doesn't matter. It's one album of the year. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I will let you know how I feel about it. Next award will be Hero of the Year. And given how much we talk about heroism on this show, mm-hmm. there's so many obvious choices. There is uh, Susan Munsey, who, who was a former sex worker who got out of it and now has a home for helping aided, to help aid sex workers who get out of it. I think it's admirable. Uh, she's not going to win, though. Barry Bonds got his, finally got his jersey number retired by the San Francisco Giants. Made me cry. Still makes me cry. I'm going to cry right now if I keep talking about it too long. So unfortunately, He's not getting in the Hall of Fame. He's... Okay. Him and Pete Rose. Okay. I have no... I don't... Only one of whom deserves to be in. I was going to say, Pete, I don't care about Pete Rose. He doodled a 13-year-old, allegedly. Um, allegedly. That's the key thing of any of these is allegedly. Including with Barry Bonds. Allegedly is the key word. Anyway, Barry Bonds... Pete Rose never gambled on games he was involved in. Or he never bet on his team to lose. That's what Pete Rose claimed. That's fine. I got no problem with. Pete. I got no problem. I got no problem betting on yourself if you're betting on yourself to lose. I will say it came out this year. Allegedly, Pete Rose, in the '70s, was having a fling with a 13 or 14 year old when he was on the Reds. That's horrible. Yes. And if it turns out to be true, then he deserves to never be in the Hall of Fame. I agree. Uh, Barry Bonds did no such thing. He, the only thing he's guilty of is trying to win. Caring some, too much? Thank you. Sure. And trying to win some ball games. Anyway, Barry Bonds, not winning. Arthur Morgan from Red Dead Redemption 2, a fictional character, granted, but did some heroic things. I won't spoil the game, but obviously did some heroic things. Um, none of them are Hero of the Year. Winner of the Undie for Hero of the Year is Elon Musk. And David, why specifically Elon Musk in this specific category? I don't know. You're the one who picked it. Well, it's because Elon Musk, if you remember, when the Thai children were trapped in that cave, Elon Musk heroically, selflessly offered to send out a submarine. That the Thai government would have to pick. Yes, and that was inconvenient to get out there and didn't have any time. But that takes... Hadn't gone through any R&D. Hadn't been prototyped. Now you're getting into the semantics of it. It's a heroic gesture by a heroic man. So Elon Musk, you may have done some things this year that people would deem crazy or silly or poorly thought out. But you know what? I'm going to recognize you for what you... Or financially mis- or financially illegal. But I'm going to salute you for what I know you look at yourself as. And that's a true American hero. So thank you, Elon Musk. A real man of genius, that for one. trying to save the Thai children. Sure. He didn't, but yeah, he, he didn't. tried. He tried. Um, all right. Our next category. Game of the year. So, game of the year. This was a, a year with some pretty important and influential and sort of memorable moments yeah. within within games yeah. yeah within games um but personally nothing tops the washington capitals winning the stanley cup they did it on the road sure but i will say never forget the vegas golden knights never won a game after the they had the imagine dragons perform before their before their game so just have to point that out 
You, sh- you don't strike me as an Imagine Dragons fan. <laughs> Not so much, but I will tell you this much. The lead singer is funny as hell. Okay. Uh, what's his name? I... Uh, Dan something or other. <laughs> I don't know. It's like the Chainsmokers. You could put a group of five white guys in front of me and say, hey, this is Imagine Dragons. And I'd be like, yeah, okay. Jamie X and the Commoners is another one. It's like, I don't know if that's one person or seven. Yeah, or X Ambassadors. Same thing. Like, I don't know. I don't know which one's Jamie. Anyway. Also or for the XX, is it like a totally moist situation where it's actually one person, but you think it's a full band? Also for Game of the Year, it's not... I was confused by the category. I thought you were going to say Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, I wasn't even going to say Red Dead Redemption 2 if we were talking about video games. I was just going to say Destiny 2. Ooh. Actually, not even Destiny 2, Forsaken, because regular Destiny 2 was... Is that the video game based on Destiny's Child? Yes. Okay. Yes, indeed. Um, and let me tell you, Michelle is really paying the bills. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't expect that. Uh, song of the Year. There are a lot of great nominees for Song of the Year. I was saying to Yosemite from Astroworld. That's my favorite song on Astroworld. I would go, you know, If, if you, know, you Know, You Know by Pusha. Great nominee. Adam and Eve by Nas was a really... Story of the Didium. A, 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 an influential track like no other because again it told the world that Drake had a child which, to get which in 2018 was pretty impressive that the big, one of the biggest stars in the world was, was able to hiding, hi- was hiding a child whom he had with a French porn star you are hiding a child let that boy come home that's very impressive that we was able to be kept under wraps for yeah. the well not enough under wraps that not, push it not enough. anymore not <laughs> uh, I Like It by Cardi B a banger and then that, it has that middle part in Spanish that seems fun I guess uh, if only we spoke Spanish Ve- yeah Venom by M- again I'm throwing it out there I like that song uh, and of course Doja Cat's the Moo, uh, the moo song mm, Bitch I'm a Cow Bitch I'm a Cow Bitch I'm a Cow Bitch I'm a Cow I'm not a cat I don't say now a great song not all not a winner the winner of course for an unprecedented Six year in a row is Shaba by ASAP Ferg and ASAP Rocky. David, let's do the math on this. Eight gold chains, four gold rings, one gold tooth equals Shaba Shaba ranks. Thank you. <laughs> that was such a payoff. Uh, <laughs> next category. Hot take of the year. Ooh, David, this is a category you were quite literally, quite figuratively born and bred for. Yeah, I mean. Some of these takes are going to be mine. Some of them are not. Yes. Um, just to whittle it down, I have I have three. Um, I've got a, a tweet that I had right around Thanksgiving uh, about how if you complain about turkey being dry, you just have terrible cooks in your family. Because let me tell you, I have never had a dry turkey. Good job, turkey. That's a fair assumption. Get a good cook. Like, you only really cook turkey once. I mean, you might cook it a little more, but generally there's one day a year to cook turkey. Spend that. Spend the rest of the year. Commit to it. I swear to God, if you if you put your turkey in the oven uncovered, no wonder it's gonna taste dry as a fart. Yeah, I mean that's basic. You put foil on it and you cook it. You don't even. I mean, you need to do foil, but like cheesecloth or deep frying it. Deep fry your turkey. Yes, there's a great risk of burning your house and probably your entire neighborhood down. But that turkey will taste pretty. That good. turkey is fucking incredible. My alternative hot take of the year was actually gonna be if you don't want to pay your heating bills, just put the turkey in the oven and then put it on full blast and open the oven. What could yeah, go- it's like an open pit rotisserie. What could possibly go Absolutely, wrong? Absolutely, what could go wrong? Uh, the next one, Elon Musk calling the uh, rescue diver in Thailand a pedophile. Now again, this goes back to Elon Musk wanting to be a hero, and he saw what he took. You know you know what I mean? Like What? Huh? That didn't make any sense. But Elon Musk wanted to be a hero. I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to be a hero. Yeah, except, you know, libel and defamation. Fair point. <laughs> the guy actually took him to court. And all he said was, you know, Elon, just apologize, and nothing will come of it. And Elon didn't apologize. Yes. 
filing paperwork. That is that. That's what makes it an extra. And I hope to God that that guy and the SEC both take Elon Musk to the fucking cleaners. That what that's what also makes it a very extra spicy hot take is that a simple apology could have sufficed, and he wouldn't have to go to court. But Elon Musk said, no. "Never forget that Elon Musk got hair plugs." Go look up photos of that guy from like '03. All right, next nominee in that category. And or, honestly, next nominee is the winner. Just gonna tell you now. And there is. There's really no contest. There's really only one correct answer for this. Kanye West, slavery was a choice. You hear about slavery for 400 years? For 400 years? That sounds like a choice. <laughs> it is a very controversial thing to imply that forced slavery was completely voluntary. Forced chattel slavery was not only a choice, but wasn't that bad. bad. Yeah, that's what the other... It's, it's Kanye going... If everyone could have just ordered an Uber pool and gotten out of there, they could have. They would have, yeah. But they couldn't and they didn't want to because they were just like, eh, eh, it's Mississippi in the 1850s, it's hot, we don't want to do it. That's what Kanye's implying. I mean, amongst other things. Yes. Now, it's the hottest take of the year by far because it's unfathomable that someone, anyone would say it, much less someone who said, uh, George Bush doesn't care about black people. Yeah. So the, the, the incredible turn that Kanye has done from... <laughs> You know, being sort of on the on, on the on the left leaning side of politics. Yeah, made crack music on late registration. I mean, yeah, that's... you know, uh, Hey Mama, through the wire. Yeah. Uh, all of these tracks where he's you know acknowledging the, the the goodness of of life and the plight of Black America. Yeah. And then we've seen this coming though. Yeah, it's, I don't know Not to I that saw, level. I don't know if I ever saw him. I don't know if I ever saw Kanye in MAGA hat. Yeah, that surprised me. That that definitely surprised me. Um, and it's too easy to just blame the Kardashians, and it's also kind of sexist to just blame the Kardashians yeah. for this. Like, because Kim ain't out here saying that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kim is out here like advocating. Kim is Kim Kardashian. Like, it's the weirdest thing that Kim Kardashian has done more to like bring prison reform to the attention of our president <laughs> than and, other elected members yeah. of of our governing bodies I have, and I, that says that says so much about where we are as a country and I have no beef I hate all of this I have no beef with Kim because I don't care about the Kardashians and unlike you know I don't hate watch them I don't. I just I ignore the Kardashians it's surprisingly I, easy to just say it I, I, really is very easy to ignore she, the Kardashians she made a conglomerate empire off of a sex tape Good I, for know, her. I respect the hustle absolutely can't knock the hustle can't knock the hustle I will knock the hustle. hustle of the rest of them Jay-Z Jay -Z taught us that. The rest of them are coat riders. So my final category of the year, and then David will have one more, is beef of the year. And there are a few, again, largely hip-hop related. Uh, although you could go, I say, I could guess Elon Musk and the Child Diver. But you think about Drake and Pusha T. We referenced that already a couple times in this episode. It was a big deal. You know, Pusha came out on uh, Infrared, and he took some shots at Drake. They've been beefing for a long time. And Drake came back with Duppy Freeze. Pusha took shots at Drake that were that had already existed and had right. been out and there. And he had said them a lot. And Drake came back with just a straight kind of hip-hop Guppy Freestyle, which was a good track. It had some good... Guppy Freestyle is, is a good... It's a good freestyle. And then and Pusha I mean, came... I struggle to call it a freestyle because it's probably pre-written. But, like, but it's a good straight-through, no-hook song. And then Pusha came back with a kick right square in the testicles. Like, Pusha brought napalm to a knife. Fight. Yes. <laughs> Not so, a gun. Yeah, he brought napalm and then just poured a lit cigarette on it. Like, just for shit. Just absolutely just torched the earth. 
But that's a close nominee, but not the winner. Takashi Six Nine and Chief Keef. That was hilarious. Uh, just all of Takashi Takashi Six Nine and every like scenario Chicago drill rapper. Yes. from twenty twelve on. It's a wonderfully odd beef between two wonderfully odd men. Uh, that didn't unfortunately due to Takashi being locked up. We'll no longer you know we wish him the best. We don't. But anyway, uh, Drake and Kanye West, which came out since the last episode of release. Because Kanye's off his fucking rock. <laughs> Kanye's off his meds, which is not a good thing. And the fact that Kanye, like, the fact that there are so many people on the internet encouraging Kanye's behavior to ignore his doctor-prescribed medications to yeah. quote-unquote allow himself to explore the artistry is really fucking dangerous. And, and is a really disingenuous, horrible thing to suggest to somebody who's clearly struggling with mental illness. At, and at the risk of being sincere, and I, I, it's obviously, this award show is tongue-in-cheek. Kanye can, you cannot use a mental disorder as an excuse to be an asshole. I'm sorry, you can't. Like, no. Kanye just will throw shots at everyone, and then anytime someone comes back at him, he goes, whoa, whoa, I'm bipolar, you can't do it. No, no, that's not how that works. Like, I'm sure we both know bipolar people. I have known bipolar people that are celebrity, like, I just know. And they don't throw shots at people all the time, and they aren't legitimate asshole. Like, I, no matter what you have... You can handle to a degree how much of an asshole you are, and Kanye's just kind of being an asshole. Yeah, and he's, he's, he, no, he's not just kind of kinda, being an asshole. Kanye is being an asshole, right? And it's just I. Now I will say this: I also only really appreciate when people are calling him a genius for Jesus, and I was like, whoa, whoa. You can go back in 2013. I was like, whoa, pump the brakes. A lot of this is not very good. And yeah. Bitch, I'm back out my coma, waking up on your sofa when I park my Range Rover. And it's like, no, this is, I'm sorry, it's not. Take Kanye hasn't made a good album since Dark Twisted Fantasy. Right. And I've liked, other than Yeezus, I liked the last couple albums. I know you didn't, but like, I'm, they're not Dark Twisted Fantasy or Late Registration, Graduation, College Dropout. They're not. 808s and Heartbreaks. That's not. Uh, that album was 10 years ahead of its time. I, I'll give you that, but there's still tracks in there where I still go like, eh, I could throw this away. Um, but they're not winners of Beef of the Year. The Beef of the Year in a surprising last second snag grab is the Underemployed Podcast and PJ Anderson as we cue the tape of any of the examples we've used. You know what, PJ Anderson, there's a reason I'm not doing this podcast with you. There's a reason I'm not here with you. It's because you are a habitual line stepper and you're an aggressive man. I don't appreciate you or your question. Right. You know why? Because PJ Anderson, you are a habitual line stepper. He's a habitual line stepper. Come at us if you want us. Georgetown's going to be dog shit for the rest of the year and the foreseeable future. <laughs> Nerd. And, David, your last category of the year. It's the unsurprising surprise. The surprise that we all should have seen coming. Yeah. Um, so, three nominees. And you've probably figured out, you know, the way this is going to go. The last one's going to be the winner. Uh, <laughs> first one. Chris Saliza being an unrepentant shithead. Yes. Um, David, not a fan. I have been railing against Chris Saliza for a good while now. Um, part of it has to do with his blatant inability to recognize the world around him and his consistent insistence that he is not at fault and that the news media should not be held liable for the things that they write. Uh, this is a man who complained about all of the coverage centered around personal issues with Hillary Clinton during the campaign and single-handedly wrote 18 articles about her emails. This is a guy who gauged and sort of graded, if we want to call it that, graded the 
Republican health care bill, the, Amer- the American Health Care Act, graded it with emojis. These are people's fucking lives at stake. And that, for me, gets a sad face emoji. I'm going to slap the taste right out of your mouth. I'll smack you in the mouth! I'm Neil Diamond! Um, <laughs> and then him, his, his just general wherewithal, or lack thereof, the way he writes his absolute garbage prose, um, the unsurprising surprise is that he's still employed by CNN because CNN is um, useless. They are an absolutely useless corpse of well, an organization. Well, that could have been in your hot take of the year category. It could have. <laughs> it's not. Uh, the next unsurprising surprise, Takashi 69 getting run up by the feds. Now listen, you can't go around with all these drug charges and weapons charges and going out be IG living you know you calling chief keeps brother saying yo i've got 30 i've got 30 racks on you like okay so you're telling the world that you've put out a hit on also at chief, least one person and chief keeps brother i mean come on if you're going to do it you got to go yeah exactly this. like nothing we're not encouraging it we're not encouraging it. Yeah, we are not encouraging you <laughs> taking out hits but if you're going to take out a hit don't go after the guy's brother. What's yeah, that? go for the man himself. Yeah. But of course he didn't because... Unless, we... unless, unless and uh, only unless, Takashi 69s favorite movie is Princess Bride, and he knows how that goes. I haven't seen Princess Bride in long enough time to get that joke, but I appreciate it nonetheless. I, you know, there, more, more people itself. Then there you go. So uh, I don't know why I made that joke. I don't know why I made that reference, but I did. You did. And, it and um, the winner, the thing that everyone should have seen coming... Amazon announcing that they're moving to the DC area. More specifically, Arlington. Yes. The very upscale area of our region. Uh, the area that has a lot of money. The area that has a lot of connections to Jeff Bezos. Why anyone is surprised about the fact that Jeff Bezos chose the DC area? Think about it. Besides Amazon, what is his most visible and influential property? The Washington Post. Fucking duh. Yeah. I did like, I don't know if you saw SNL with Steve Carell playing Jeff Bezos. I did not. It was actually, it was really funny, but what, the joke at the beginning of the sketch was, we announced where our new headquarters are located in in uh, Pentagon City in New York. And other than the cities that were passed over and the cities that were chosen, everyone's thrilled about the choice, which I thought was really funny. That yeah. <laughs> No matter what, everyone was, gonna, somehow like, people are going to be Why anyone off. is surprised that Jeff Bezos didn't go to a city that is in desperate need of financial revitalization and outside capital investment from the U.S.'s most valuable company? Why he couldn't have gone to, I don't know, Detroit or Kansas or... Baltimore. Baltimore, somewhere in the Rust Belt. Like, there are plenty of affordable places that he could have gone in and brought all of this money to. He doesn't need it to bring it to a place that is already one of the most expensive cities in America. Now... I will say I'll probably be working in that factory in about six months when I can't get a job, so we'll, we'll worry about that. Oh later. boy, but she'll get $15 an hour! I'll take Maybe. it Maybe. I'll take it over $0 an hour. Uh, you know what? So those are our categories of the year. We have one more award, and it, of course, is Podcast of the Year. Now let's go through some of these nominations, David. Uh, you have a couple. This one is going to be different than the others. Yes. Uh, we are actually going to announce it ourselves. Announce, announce the ones that... Uh, we think our podcasts of the year, um, and before we announce our big winner, yeah, we we want to do announce. We want to give a special shout out, David. I want you to go first. So I have, I think four podcasts that I want to nominate for podcast of the year, and I'm mm-hmm. going about this as podcasts that for me were new 
in 2018. So podcasts that started in 2018. Okay. Um, I have four nominees. I have Malkator from Don't Drink Beers, which is a beer-related podcast that I listen to. Uh, I've got Sports, the only podcast that ends with a question mark and starts with a question, hosted by Katie Nolan. The Dave Chang Show and Villains with Shea Serrano. Those are all good choices. And I, my, some of my nominees are nominees. It's, it's an inclusive one. Bodega Boys, both one of our, in all, one of our longtime favorite podcasts. It is yes. unquestioned, unparalleled. Hilarity. Hilarity. Nonstop beginning to end. And it is just untouchable in terms of its uniqueness. I, Scope. I guess. Scope would be it's a good Brevity. Um, it's wit. I want to give a shout out to, these are not under the radar podcasts, but Conan O'Brien started the podcast, which is hilarious, where he, for example, named fake Pokemon for five minutes just to do it. Totally do. I like totally do. Totally do is probably the best. It's the body of a worm. And then it's the head of a 1970s game show host. He had Will Ferrell on as his first, first guest. guest. And, and oh my God. Uh, the scrub a dub. Scrub a dub. Scrub a dub. shooting craps in the corner. Sorry, inside joke. Um, not really. Not, actually, not really. It's on YouTube. It, it's you on YouTube. Find it. go, go Google Will Ferrell as scrub a dub in 1997, Conan. It's, it's glorious. Um, the Tony Kornheiser show, another longstanding one. I have a good history with it. David, I know you occasionally listen to it. I occasionally listen to it. Uh, I think that it's an interesting transition for someone like Tony who had what was a really awesome drive time show mm-hmm. um, to now have it in a digital format is good. I like s- most of the, the people that he gets on. Yeah. Uh, I do find at times that it is a little too inside baseball. Right. Uh, a little too deep, li- a little too like Northwest DC specific. Yes. Which he struggled with. I mean, he knows that, but he still has that inclination from hosting. I agree with you. Yeah. But fortunately we do live in the area. So it's I mean, not, I live down the street. I live, Two whole blocks from La Cheeserie. So those are my nominees for... Po- oh, wait. No, there's one more nominated podcast. Uh, oh, the Underemployed Podcast is nominated for Best Podcast of the Year. <laughs> what a shock. What a shock. Gee, wonder who's going to win this category. Uh, and David, you know what? For this one, let's open the envelope and read it at the same time. I'm proud. I'm, I'm proud for you to be my, my podcast friend and brother. Host and pod. Host and pod. And I, Comrade and pod. I think we should read this, our biggest award together. For our crowning moment. And the winner of the first annual Undie Award Best Podcast of the Year is the Dave, Dave Chang, Chang Show. Show. Wait, what? Huh? Wait, it wasn't Moonlight? I, Shit! I, I thought we... Okay. I thought we would maybe... Nope. Guess not. Okay. Not sure how that voting process works. but Correct. Yeah, yeah, no. Chang I, put his, Dave Chang clearly put his thumb on the scale. Yeah, I guess he did. Um, it's a, no, it's cool. It's cool. It's an honor to be nominated. We're fine. Yeah, this is fine. This is fine. Hmm. Ah, yeah. No, it's cool. I'm. I'm. In fact, I'm. I'm. I'm I think if you win two, there's more pressure on you to live up to those expectations. So I'm, I'm kind of, I'm glad we didn't. We're going to, we're going to call this a wrap while I console Jack mm-hmm. as he sobs yeah. into his pillow. And well, let's move on. Um, we have one more segment. That's true. We it's, do. it's, it's unfortunately not going to help me in terms of emotion, but it's our, uh, 
It's our in memoriam segment. We uh, we like to laugh a lot on this show. We do. We like to uh, sometimes we like to make you guys think, but generally we don't. We like to be serious at times, but again, we generally pre- not. We prefer not to. And we we couldn't have done this show without paying tribute to those that we've lost in the past year, uh, or 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 what we've lost in the past year, as it were. That's true. Um, I I think Dave, this one hit home, but Cardi B and Offset breaking up. I thought they would last, if not forever, at least as long as they're on this earth. And um, they lasted about eight months, ten months. Longer. True. She was pregnant with his child. There was a child. Uh, What was the child's name again? Culture. Culture. With a K. And unfortunately, we... uh, Lou Bega. We lost... Lou Bega. We also lost lost Lou Bega. Bega. We love you, Lou. Um, Hope you're you're mamboing number five with all the lost ladies. Tina uh, and Lisa uh, and Sandra. And Jessica. And uh, there's another one, but you know what? I hope they're all there with you, Lou. And uh, Roger the Rip Kangaroo. That was a uh, that was a really tough one. We lost him a couple weeks ago. Uh, Twelve years old. Could bench about four thirty. It looked like uh, did a lot of dips. Yeah. That, that one. Pecs were those pecs were rock solid. <sighs> that one hurt. You could have bounced a. You could have not only bounced a quarter. You could have played tennis on those pecs. Well, hopefully he's maybe he's getting to box Muhammad Ali in Thugs Mansion somewhere. And uh, and the podcast game because of course we killed the podcast game in 2018. Shut it down, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, that is our first and hopefully not our last, but definitely our first uh, Undie Awards year in review, whatever you want to call it. We. I want to thank everyone out there who made 2018 special for us. Whether you listen to one episode, parts of an episode, you listen to all of them. And there are a few of you out there who listen to all of them. We know a couple of them. Uh, we appreciate you. We really do. David, I'm not going to speak for you. I'll just speak for me. This is really fun. Yeah, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, 2018 has been a really awesome year. Uh, started kind of rocky. Um, mm-hmm. The work situation for me was challenging and draining at times and I I definitely felt like I had stagnated and hit a ceiling as to what I was going to be able to do with the company I was previously with Um, I am really very thankful and and so overjoyed to have the job that I have with a company with the company that I do to work for the people that I do Um, I feel lucky every day to, to be able to take pride in what I'm doing and who I'm working for. And I think that that is something in this day and age that not a lot of people can say. Yeah. Um, and it feels good to, to know that I can say that and to know that I don't have to look, that, that I can look myself in the, in the mirror every day and, and know that I'm doing something that I don't necessarily, like, grand scheme, I sell beer. Like, it's not, you know, I'm not solving world hunger. I'm not, you know... But I'm not I'm not making huge changes in in legislation and policy, but I'm working for people and I'm working with people who have greater greater aspirations than just selling beer, and that's that that's a really good feeling. And you should be happy. You worked your ass off to get there, so I'm happy for you about that. And along those veins, obviously the work situation for me, well, update from last episode. Still haven't heard back from that job. Hopefully that'll be updated soon. But even if the work thing hasn't worked out. One, I got to start this, which is helpful in my career and also just fucking fun. Like, yeah. it's a labor of love. I love every second we do it. It's 
fucking fun to go over. Like, hey, what intro music do we want to use? What do we want to talk? It's stupid stuff that to the listener probably doesn't mean anything, but to me is really fun to dive into. And it's it's it has been really nice to have a creative outlet. outlet. Um, we we live in a world now where everyone has the capacity to to do this and you know there is the, the running joke on the internet of what do you call a group of white men a yeah, podcast. podcast and we talked about that with Miriam Quinn where the and they agree it's like well but you still got to do it exactly like it takes it, it takes zero effort to criticize from the sidelines and David and I work really hard on it. like you know not to pat ourselves on the back too much but we work really hard on it and it's a really fun show and also for me on a personal level just I felt this year had this year righted a lot of some wrongs I had in 2017 and I feel on a personal level I'm in a better place and I think that's what's most important. Uh, job, job security is probably most important but the second part is being happy with yourself and being where you're at and getting to do a podcast with my best friend, my lifelong best friend is pretty fucking dope in that regard. And as I've said many times on this podcast, if you don't bet on yourself, no one else will. And that's advice I've been able to take very very sincerely so thank you for listening to us our last episode of the year we hope you guys have a holly jolly christmas absolutely a, a merry christmas a happy kwanzaa for those of you who may celebrate whatever kwanzaa may be the day after christmas um boxing day for me enjoy it okay. oh you're up there with roger the ripped kangaroo i get you on that yes. and uh and we a uh, happy a uh, happy belated hanukkah uh, however you spell it there's so many ways to celebrate and so many ways to spell. We want to thank all of you for listening. And we will be back in the new year. Here's a little teaser. We may have a guest on the show. We will have a guest on the show, as a matter of fact. We will have a guest on the show. We won't tell you who. Yes. We won't tell you how many. Yeah. Or how frequently. But there yes. will be other guests. There will be guests because our best episode by far is the one we've had with guests. Yes. The best episode by far has been the one with Miriam and Quinn. Also, shout out. Also, Miriam and Quinn, if either of you happen to be listening to this, please come back on the show. Please, for the love of God. God. Uh, but we thank you. Thank you. Uh, happy holidays, everyone. Take care. The bad hottie locked enough ice to play hockey. I swarm like paparazzi. She popped the wheelie on the candy apple Kawasaki.